0: I feel you podcast a show all about mental health race love
1: and all things life one conversation at a time with human therapists adriana martinez lena nicodemus and dope guests from different places and spaces this is not a substitute for counseling with a licensed professional just the coolest waiting room you've ever been to Welcome back to the I Feel You podcast. This is Lena,
0: And I'm Adriana. And we're here today. Our topic is going to be self-care. And we'll be talking about what it is, what it isn't, um, and how we take care of ourselves and hopefully inspire you
1: all to do some Mm self-care. Today, it's just the two of us in the waiting room, as well as Iris, my dog, is asleep on the floor because she's old. (laughs) Aw, Iris. Yeah, she can't help it. Yeah. Yeah, her little tufts of fur are just coming out because she's just got like that old lady fur. It's cute. Yeah. But uh, yesterday I took her to a pumpkin patch with a friend of mine, dressed her up with a little witch's hat. Oh, you did? It was so cute. Oh my gosh. She hated
0: it. (laughs) I know my daughter told me the other day, she's like, we're not going to dress up Ringo, which is my mini poodle um, for Halloween. I'm like, why not? She's like, because I read all the things that dogs don't like and they don't like to be dressed.
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't.
0: <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, we should still do it." And she's so like, "No, cute though." I know. I bet it is.
1: I, g- I gave her a lot of treats. We went to the Lagonitas Brewing Company, and I gave her a lot of my fries. So. Wait,
0: so she wore it for a while? Yeah, the like... whole day.
1: <laughs> she Iris is like, <laughs> "Oh, she's a ride or die." She's like, "All right, this sucks, but I'll do it because it makes you happy." Yeah, that's so very. Sweet. We make sacrifices. I let her sleep in my bed. She's fine. Oh, okay. She's very spoiled.
0: Very cute.
1: How was your week, though?
0: It was good. Um, you know, just a lot of working, which is what I'm doing most weeks. Um, I bought a bike. Uh, I'm going to say it wrong. Peleton.
1: Oh, yeah. That is
0: my, I'm saying it right. Because you know what? I'm so self-conscious when I see words that sound like they should be in Spanish. <laughs> I say it like panera. <laughs> panera. <laughs> or chipotle. Chipotle. Yeah, yeah, yeah i've been made fun of too they're like why do you say it like that i'm like because when i see it i read it in spanish there's yeah, certain words i can't say
1: especially if like it's a spanish word like i pipole, know like it'd be weirder if you were like hey you guys want to go to chipotle
0: chipotle yeah it just <laughs> feels weird anyways so i it, it's peloton but it i guess people have been pe, pe,
1: pe, i don't even know how, pe, it's like peloton or peloton. something I hey, I got a Peloton bike. It's pretty fun. <laughs> I, it's helping me work out for sure.
0: <laughs> well, for me, it's Peloton. <laughs>
1: I, got Pel- I, you, Peloton. I got a Peloton. I don't know about you, but I got a Peloton. You're like listening to a, like. Uh, sonora dinamita yeah. while you're like riding <laughs> like, <laughs> <"No te asombres." laughs> like you're just like feeling yourself i i like that that sounds like a more fun yeah. exercise routine
0: yeah anyways it's super expensive bike probably something i would have never bought but i have not been exercising and that's my thing mm. uh taking care of myself has been exercising before the pandemic hit and um yeah i just was like i gotta i gotta do something i just dropped three thousand <laughs>
1: <laughs> fuck? i love it
0: no but then you know what happened i was like this is cool I mean, this is gonna get me through the holidays i get to just go downstairs and work out it's not gonna be delivered until january 12th so i'm like great i New guess year's i will
1: resolution i guess <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> one that i will not fail this time yeah, yeah. for the record We're the year's not over i could technically still meet my marriage
1: <laughs> yeah if you're trying to make the do, do like a drive through get it on drive through look i'm i know this is our first date but i'm really into this <laughs> how would you feel about getting married
0: <laughs> i'm writing this you're down. like messaging
1: a guy on bumble you're like look I'm i like, just let's just cut to the chase you know Yeah. Like, i'm i'm into this i'm into this when you he's said like, hello i was so into it he's <laughs> like I, I i just sent you like one message he's like i just waved <laughs>
0: <laughs> i sent you a i sent you a gif yeah anyways that's that's my highlight but also i won't be exercising until january 12th so
1: well you know i would say until then you can just like really do the go the opposite direction and just be as lazy as possible so that way you can really like get your money's worth
0: right i think i should do that thank you thank you um i'll send you the health care bill when i'm
1: in the er yeah totally yeah (laughs) You know, it's funny, actually, that you bring up getting an exercise bike because I recently found uh, my like, you know, memories and my f- photos was like, hey, this time, like three years ago or something or two years ago. Remember that one time we went for a bike ride? Yes. Yeah. Around like Lake Chabot. And yeah. I haven't ridden my bike since.
0: <laughs> I, I haven't either. That was it. That was it. That was a really interesting. We were so motivated. We were do, like,
1: oh, my God, we got to do this every week.
0: We're like, yeah, 18 miles. Fuck it.
1: We're doing it. Yeah, we we rode pretty far, though. We rode from, like, Castro Valley to Oakland. We, went, we made it to, like, the zoo. <laughs> it was pretty dope. We got super <laughs> lost. <laughs> oh, my God. It Ugh. was
0: by accident that we ended up over there, but that was fun. That it was really fun. fun. It's
1: a good example of self-care.
0: Yeah. I, uh, oh, I mean, something we can talk about offline, but I got my skates, so I'm looking forward to it when you get your cast off.
1: Yep, two weeks. Yeah. I got to get wrist guards, though. So, yeah. Well,
0: so anyways, there's that. That was my week. Um, And yeah, I'm looking forward to another conversation with you.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm excited to talk about self-care, which is like an interesting topic because I think people hear self-care and are like, what, what is that? Like what? I don't. mm." Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what the hell is self-care? What
0: the hell is it? Well, I heard about self-care in a more intentional way in grad school. Mm Because as a social worker, they talked about it over and over and over again. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, uh, I'll do it. You know, and I think it's... Um, that's where I really learned more about it before that, maybe I was doing self-care. Maybe I was indulging in like the wrong things, calling it self-care. I don't know, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, like, I think, I think that was when I really was like, oh, this thing to not burn out at work, I need to do self-care. I get it. I fucking get it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I think it's in the word it's taking care of yourself. Right. And I think um, I think there are myths around it. I think there's like misconceptions of what self-care is. And I think that's why people don't do it or don't call what they do self-care. Maybe they are self-caring. Right. Right. So I think that's OK, too. Like if you don't if you're anti the word self-care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then It's just take care of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Mind, body, soul. Um, do kind of what keeps you going every day. Yeah um yeah. so I don't know like what's your take on it when you first learned the word
1: yeah I also I think I was primarily exposed to it in in grad school um and had a similar experience and I think part of it's because it's you know kind of like what we were talking about last week it's very oversimplified um into just like you know oh like take a walk or like get your nails done da, mm-hmm. da, 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 right mm-hmm. or like yeah, stuff like that. Like you said, a lot of times I think people are doing self-care and don't even realize they're doing it. So, yeah. you know, so I think it's really important to talk about, like, what it is and what it's not.
0: Right, right. right. I also think it's deliberate.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: yeah, like you said, maybe you're doing it and don't know, but I you're still making a choice to mm-hmm. do something, right? And so I think... I think for me, I have to I have to be deliberate with it. I have to say, okay, I got to stop because I'm used to like running on a motor kind of like go, 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 be as effective as possible and uh, as productive as possible. And sometimes sometimes I like self-care overlaps with productivity for me and I have to be mindful that I'm not just doing like a checklist like, okay, today I'm going to do this, 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 this. you know, sometimes Mm. like doing nothing. Is being mm. able to take care of myself, and I, for me personally, that's that's a hard part for me because I I tend to want to fill my day, with like a list and then make sure that I cross everything off the list. And sometimes I'm I feel bad if I don't go for a walk or a run or something kind of in more intensive, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, hey, what if I did nothing for an hour? I think that would actually feel kind of good right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I would say sometimes making sure that you, uh, commit to a mm-hmm. routine is also self-care like getting up at the same time every day you know exercising Mm -hmm. that sort of thing and that's where like making your routine um, manageable and like realistic Mm -hmm. is important too because like I also tend to be like really overambitious, like, okay, I'm gonna start working out for an hour every morning when Mm -hmm. like I'm not a morning person and I have a hard enough time getting out of bed. Mm -hmm. So I know this. Yeah. So like my new like, you know, we were talking about New Year's resolutions earlier. Like my New Year's resolution this year was to work out every day, even if it was just for like five minutes. And I obviously haven't worked out every day Mm -hmm. like that's like
0: yours was way more realistic than my (laughs)
1: resolution. (laughs) It was one of them like I tried to like set an intention to do that right and so five minutes it's like okay I can do some stupid YouTube video for five minutes like that's doable and it's made it more of a routine for me where right apart from just days where it didn't happen or when I broke my wrist and I took like a month off stuff like that like I've, I've you know just made it part of my daily routine. And I think that sort of thing is, is important because, you know, working towards something, like working towards a long-term goal is also a type of self-care.
0: Yeah, planning it, making sure that you're working around it as opposed to if it if it happens, mm-hmm. then great. But making sure that that happens just as much as getting work done or, you know, do making it as part of your, your daily routine for sure. Mm-hmm. I get overambitious. I'm like, yeah, you know, and I think it is that, if I don't do an hour, then I can't do five minutes, right? So right. making sure that it is, um, it's accessible and that you know I don't have to make a big plan for self care. It can be. It can be pretty. Um, it could be meaningful as long as it's I think intentional. It's like sl- for me, slowing down it's a big thing to slow down and even make time for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you know, for you, what are some of the things that you are doing for your self-care?
0: Yeah. One of the things I've been trying to do more is just the act of slowing down in everything I do, even so I'm a runner, right? And, um, I haven't been running a lot, but even being able to go for a walk and allowing that to just recharge me. So slowing down is important. Um, I'm trying to wake up every morning or, as many mornings as possible mm-hmm. um, to do like a very short meditation or just like a sitting still moment, mindful moment. Right. Um, and I have actually found benefits in it. It's just really hard for me to stay consistent because mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to stay consistent to wake up on time. Um, so if I feel like, oh, I, I don't have time today, I won't do it. But I notice how my chaotic my morning is when I, I'm not meditating in the morning so I'm trying to do that more it's a little bit it's been a little harder for me and I think just because I'm also working through one of my challenges has been working through a lot of anxiety like most of my life I I think I would identify as someone that's um easily anxious Mm -hmm. over small things and so um just the act of sitting still is hard for me sometimes because I'm constantly moving so I think but that's my challenge like being able to do that um I want to say, no, I, I'm going to be, no, I was like, I don't want to lie. Like, I want to say that food and taking care of my body in that way has been a way of self-caring. But during this pandemic, like honestly, I mean, now I have a, I have a membership to like DoorDash or Grubhub or something, <laughs> right? Because, and I've never like been eating out as much, or this is eating out, right? Having them bring me right. food as much as I have during this time. and. It's just been so hard because in the past I was meal prepping on Sundays and I was mm. doing, posting all my food on Instagram to keep me motivated. And yeah, I've, that's mm-hmm. something I need to get back on, trying to nourish my body a little bit better. I've had more donuts in the last month than I've had in the last 10 years, probably. <laughs> and so I think that's something I need to work on. That's an area of self-care that I need to to focus a little bit more on. Um, and then... Uh, trying to get enough sleep. Mm. That's another thing that I've been mindful of mm. and to, to try to take care of myself and connecting with people too, trying mm. harder to connect with people.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Yeah. How about you? What do you think you're doing
1: or what are you doing? Um, yeah, like I said, I think also uh, having a morning routine, like I get up at seven thirty most days and trying and to, uh, short meditation and exercise, you know, which for me has been somewhat limited. I can only do like standing stuff because of my Mm. wrist, but that's cool. It's fine. (laughs) There's those things to do as well. Yeah. Um, You know, that's a huge, huge part of it. Definitely um, taking frequent walks with Iris throughout the day. Mm. Um, And then I've been also um, really, just improving my space a lot like i've talked a lot about my like diy central at my apartment right now mm-hmm. like i'm just com- i'm like essentially like remodeling my apartment mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's been really fun like my bathroom looks totally different now i've like repainted that and i'm learning new skills too which i think like that's one type of self care that um yeah. we don't tend to think of as self care is like learning New skills, because um, like in DBT, they call that building mastery, um, mm-hmm. you know, working on something, working to learn new things um, has been really awesome for me. It builds a lot of confidence and, you know, it's it's fun. You know, like I mentioned before, like I um, reupholstered my kitchen chairs. I've never done anything like that. I'm learning how to use power tools. Like I got a power sander, which is crazy and like learning how to like refinish uh furniture. Um, yeah, just all sorts of stuff which I didn't know how to do before and like is it's fun and I feel really good and then my space looks better, which is awesome. Um so yeah, that's definitely a big thing. I mean, talking to friends, staying in contact with people, um, is an interesting one right now, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I have a bubble but um you know, trying to stay in contact with friends who are outside the bubble too. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That's big as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what we're doing now, I mean, I think it's self-care, right? Being able to uh, connect with each other and we've Mm -hmm. created our own kind of like bubble as well, right? To be able Mm -hmm. to do this podcast and and have a conversation. And I mean, that's, that's something I really look forward to. And I know we were saying Mm -hmm. like, we're going to do this every other Wednesday. And then this week we just kind of were like, wait, I like no. this. Let's just keep doing this. Let's do it weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, that's something new for if you're listening, um, and wondering like why we're not doing it bi-weekly. It's because we really enjoy it and mm-hmm. we've gotten actually a lot of, um, positive feedback, um, mm-hmm. around our first two episodes. So thank you. Um, that yeah, feels good. And so feeling a lot of gratitude. Um, yeah, you know, one of the things that comes up with self-care a lot um with either friends or clients or when we I talk about it with people is this theme that it's self-indulgent. It's too like mm. um it's almost selfish too. Um like I can't like why are we even talking about me doing something for me? Mm. Um so I don't know like what what your thoughts are around that when when people like um I don't know. I guess that's one of the things that turns people off is that it feels like it's a lot of um like yeah, it's almost being selfish or self in, self-indulgent. Like I don't know. What are your thoughts?
1: Mm, I was just thinking of um that Audrey Lord quote. Oh, that, what is it? Um, Caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It mm. is self-preservation and that is an act of political warfare that's beautiful I don't know I think I mean yeah I think it's definitely something that um and that's part of like why we're talking about it gets oversimplified is because I think a lot of the reason why folks feel like it's self-indulgent or selfish is because it often revolves around like I mean there's intersections with like classism and Mm -hmm. just like different cultures idea Mm -hmm. of what Mm -hmm. um self-care is like I think in like mainstream white America it's like oh I I took myself shopping or Mm -hmm. I got a massage or whatever Mm -hmm. and like stuff that costs money stuff that you know like going to therapy is something that like yeah we were talking about earlier like a lot of different cultures have stigma around it and you know um being able to find spaces like find like Put You know, therapist, a massage therapist who, you know, you feel safe with if, you know, they're like if you're from a different culture, a different background, mm-hmm. you know, finding a therapist who you, know, <laughs> you identify with. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I think that's part of like what feeds into this, this sense of it, you know, not being a good thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about my mom. Mm. Shout out. If she's listening, which she is, but she's probably asking my dad qué dijo.
1: <laughs> I love her.
0: We'll um, have to record
1: a, a Spanish version too for mom. I know, <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah, she's definitely supportive of the podcast. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think about sometimes when I have to like push her to take care of herself. Right, yeah. like she's constantly cleaning the house, and that's a form for her, like to. I think it is. So it. It makes her feel good. Like a clean house makes her feel good. But it's almost to the point where it's like all she does and she's tired or whatever. And I'm like, you know, she's gotten better about it. But like, I don't know if like it is a cultural thing, like to like do something for yourself. I know Mm -hmm. women um, for me, like the Latinx women that I know um, really struggle with it. And, you know, I haven't really thought about what exactly that's about but this idea of constantly serving too like Mm -hmm. serving others Mm -hmm. and making sure others are happy and you know um kind of neglecting the self for that reason and thinking that that's like that makes that's what makes us feel good right like i had a friend over and um and I like last week and so I'm just constantly like catering to her and she's like you're gonna sit down (laughs) and I'm Uh, like oh sorry I just feel like I need to make sure you're okay (laughs) uh right Uh um so I don't know I think culturally um there for me like growing up I don't think it was intentional that you know my my parents or um, the adults in my life were like don't take care of yourself but the model of it like the idea of 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 taking care of oneself was different than what I know now than what I learned like through, um, mm-hmm. once I was going through grad school and people were really talking about the importance of it, considering the the work involved in, in the field of social work and burnout, you know, being real, um, and then, you know, mental health field, I think in general being a helper. Um, but, but yeah, so I don't know. I do think about, I do think about that. My mom's getting better. She definitely goes, she does her exercise every morning, um now because okay. she's gotten yeah she's gotten way better about it but I do think that there's still this uh idea that sometimes she feels like she should be doing something else mm,
1: mm-hmm. right yeah I think moms and self-care yeah moms its, and self-care <laughs> its episode yeah because I think yeah in my family too my mom also is always doing so much like over the holidays I have to be like mom sit down I'll get the dishes it's fine it's mm-hmm. fine like Someone else can do it.
0: <laughs> I know. Or if someone else starts doing it, they're like, well, for me, mom's like, no, no, leave it there, leave it there. And yeah, say, yeah. Yeah. This idea of serving others and taking care of others before ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely comes up. And I think being in the in this field also reinforces that to some extent. Not not purposely, but I think, you know, serving um being in the helping profession, I think it's easy to get caught up as that being like the way, um, like that's that's the way to go, and then we just forget about ourselves. I mean, mm. I think personally, I have, and I'm I talk to clients about self care all the time, and then sometimes I'm like, oh shit, what did I do today? Mm. You know, kind of practicing what I'm what I'm encouraging in my clients to do.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I think sometimes you know contributing to others can be a form of self care, right? Right. Um, like as swe- what like I think for me right now, living alone and and not having as frequent of contact with others as I have before COVID, you know, even just being able to have that time to connect with my clients, you know, is, is also like being able to give to them does, you know, uh, make me feel good, mm-hmm. you know, like knowing that they are needing connection, they're needing support and being able to provide that, you know, Mm-hmm sometimes is is like the best part of my day you know um because it's not about me and I get to just kind of put my myself and all my stuff aside for a second it's kind of nice <laughs> yeah but I but like you know that can't be the only thing that that you do right so um I really like in dbt that there's the acronym accepts mm-hmm. um which is uh so like in dbt there's different types of distress tolerance skills, which when I think about self-care, distress tolerance is like the main thing of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being able to just cope with what, what reality's got for you today. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like accept skill I really like because it has like a lot of different parts to it of like how, how you're taking care of yourself. So um, like just... It's the first one is activities like different like pleasurable activities, um, and then contributing like I was just talking about as part of it. Um, comparisons like compare yourself to where you were a year ago. Like how have you improved? Um, opposite emotions. So like if you're feeling sad, listening to like a happy um, song or. Comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> although if you listen too close to the lyrics, sometimes I'm like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beat. It's, the beat. it's a, Yeah, yeah, just, just, just uh, tune out. But uh, yeah. um, pushing away, like, distressing stuff, so, like, imagining that you're putting it on a shelf or, like, that you're building a wall between it or that, like, you can come back to it later. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts, like, thinking about more, like pleasurable things or like distracting yourself with things that require thought like doing puzzles and stuff Mm -hmm. and then sensations so like you know uh going for like a a jog or something like could be a pleasant sensation or like taking taking a bath could Mm -hmm. be holding an ice cube like there's lots of different things to do Mm -hmm.
0: Mm mm-hmm i like that i like that i mean i i was um I was looking at the DBT skills and I looked at that acronym and I was like, oh, this is a really easy and accessible way of being able to re- remind ourselves like how to practice like, you know, distress tolerance, um, which I feel like they're quick, right? Quick skills, quick tools to 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 use. Um, yeah. What do you think? Um, I'm just thinking about like, what do you think the barriers are like outside of already kind of speaking to the myths that it's not indulgence or you know selfish kind of dispelling that but what do you what else do you think challenges people to to take care
1: I mean I think the the main thing like we talked about is the just really not knowing what options are for Mm self-care or like what fits in with someone's identity and like what they value Mm -hmm. um because like it's not just about doing things that feel good in the moment, like sometimes Mm -hmm. doing things that align with your values and like, are like I was mentioning earlier about like my, you know, long-term goal of being more fit, you know, working out in the morning is contributing to that. So like, that's important. Right. So like not really knowing like what self-care is, I think can be a big barrier. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, what you just mentioned right now kind of hit on something I was thinking about, like it doesn't, it doesn't always feel, it might not feel good in the moment, but it's still healthy, like setting, setting boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's something that, you know, if you don't know how to, um, if you haven't been modeled, like how to do that, or it just doesn't feel good because you have your own stuff that comes up when you set boundaries, setting a boundary could be difficult, but it's a, it's a form of being able to self care too. And I think that's something that, um, I've come to think more about as I'm thinking about how I can, you know, improve self, you know, improve boundaries for, mm-hmm. for my, myself to to take care of myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't feel that great because it's a, uh, it's, it, sometimes it's breaking a pattern. I know we've mm-hmm. talked about breaking patterns and that's another episode, but it is breaking a pattern that wasn't in line with self care. Yeah. Um, so I think that's important. And then just acknowledging that we have needs right? Mm -hmm. Just being able to say like, it's okay that you have a need to stop and look at what you need in this moment right now. Right. Um, so I think, I think acknowledging that would help for sure help and, you know, Mm -hmm. validate like, okay, I'm going to do something good for myself because I have needs too. Right. Mm -hmm. Being able to say that I think is important and something I should probably tell my mom, like you deserve, you have needs too. It's not just when we're hungry or when we want something, you know, it's about what do you need? Mm -hmm. Um, in this moment
1: Mm -hmm. yeah because i I think change is hard even good change you know even if you're trying to like do something different like setting boundaries or like you know adding some some form of like self-care into your life that might disrupt Mm -hmm. current routines or relationships like i think that that can be can be hard Mm -hmm. right um you know i think in, in terms of like setting boundaries like in relationships obviously that's that can be really difficult sometimes um but it only gets easier with time
0: yes i agree i agree yeah and letting go of that guilt Mm-hmm. Or trying to, or, you know, experience the guilt, but know that it'll pass the more you can practice it. Like if you have guilt around taking care of yourself or doing something when you're not serving someone else. And, yeah. you know, I think that's it's important to kind of acknowledge that, it, you know, you might feel guilty mm-hmm. because that's not something you're used to. Or maybe you feel like that's not, you know, if you're not serving others then you're, you're not doing something right. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I feel that way, I think. I think when I'm like, oh, I should, I should... I want to slow down but I'm like oh but I I should I could be doing this right and it's usually in line with like serving someone else or um or trying to be productive yeah trying to be productive like I think that's huge for me is that you know sitting down and taking a break or uh cooking a good a nice meal taking a couple hours just to enjoy that feels like not productive as opposed to I should be like knocking out all my emails right now and doing Mm. my progress notes and like Mm. treatment plans. And what about this? And you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is a mentality around, I think for me that the mentality is that I have to constantly be striving to be better in the Bay area. Like it's a, it's a competitive place to be in right where you're constantly seeing people doing things, um, professionally I think there's a lot of pressure for me sometimes to do things in line with to to be um to improve um to do like professional development all the time and I think that's hard for me um because I like it but I don't balance well sometimes
1: mm. yeah I mean you can't be professionally developing all the time
0: I, <laughs> I want to though and even just reading okay even just reading like too many self-help books right like mm. not even like it's not okay
1: no. <laughs> for
0: me it's not okay i'm like i have my trigger book i'm <laughs> like like how to <laughs> gosh yeah. um you know like enjoying a you know a fiction book like being able to to mm. to do that or if i'm watching netflix sometimes I'm like what's the next documentary i'm mm. gonna watch and i'm like why can't i just watch like you know what i don't know like recommend something for me lena <laughs> tell me
1: what to watch that isn't a documentary um well i recently started watching this uh great anime called dorohedoro um which i know you, i lost you at anime
0: yes yeah uh, you, my uh, eyes did you see they just started you like, like what? blazing
1: over. and you're like what do i have to do later what's on my to do <laughs> no i'm like oh my god i need to know what anime is uh, gonna, um, no i know what it is google yeah. hey siri what is anime? Oh, no, don't actually pop up. Oh. Um, <laughs> but no, I actually, I don't normally watch anime, but I recently made a friend who like, um, is like, okay, I'm going to convince you to like anime. And I was like, all right. And like, Many have tried and many have failed. Yeah. Cause like I've watched a lot of anime before that I just like, it was hard to connect with. I mean, it's like very different. It's like if it's like if you didn't, yeah, I mean, it's just cult, the cult, culturally different. It's like watching a show that I just, I don't necessarily understand, right? And mm-hmm. it's, like, different from any TV because, like, before that, like, I'm pretty basic when it comes to TV. Like, I like The Office, which parks and recreation. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like, uh, this person has, like, really helped me, like, watch anime that, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, mm, cool. And so, like, <laughs> <laughs> this is dope. So Dora Dora is, like, very, like, non-traditional anime. Also written uh by a woman which is dope um and just the way it looks like visually it's like super cool and like the story is so weird it's like some weird sci-fi what like stuff yeah you're are you reading i'm I'm, I'm
0: reading it right now i just googled it it's
1: super weird and i just i love it because it's like totally like uh, not a reality that i like it's a good escape there's it has
0: 4.9 rating
1: yeah it it just came out this year it's super good watch it okay um but i was also thinking about like what we had a really great conversation earlier with one of our guests who's coming up um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you know about like productivity Mm -hmm. um and capitalism and just yeah this sense like you always have to be productive like in that you know we bring that into our self-care right like okay I'm going to, you know, work Confuse out. Confuse it with self-care. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, mm-hmm. I need to, like, exercise all the time. I need to, like, meal prep. I need to, like, you know, work towards these things. Like, I need, to, yeah, it's like we forget that, like, sometimes doing nothing is self-care. I, I struggle with that.
0: Oh, I do, too. I do, too, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I was just thinking about sometimes um being on social media, um makes me confused <laughs> uh-huh. i'm like so confused because then i you know you see someone at the beach and i'm like that's so cool or they went on like that's so cool and then it's like someone who's like with friends like that's so cool they're oh they're so they're all so cool like everyone's taking care of themselves and then i'm like what am i doing oh i gotta do something right this like comparison of of what self-care is uh-huh. for everyone has a different you know way of caring for themselves and um, so yeah, I think sometimes I get confused cause it, it does make me think sometimes that I'm not doing enough self-care or that I'm not like enjoying life to the best, you know? Um, but, but yeah, so th- that is interesting being productive mm-hmm. and, and self-care are not necessarily the same. They might overlap every once in a while, but not necessarily, um, you know, the same thing.
1: Yeah. Sometimes we gotta accept like, all right, today I'm um, not working out today. Yeah. I'm not meal prepping. I also full disclosure, I got a Uber Eats like the membership or oh, easy you pass did or whatever. Yeah. 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 I'm going to cancel it. I'm doing the free trial cuz like I'm, I don't really need it but like Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just
0: that I've been the de- cuz the the membership is like 9.99, but then mm. you get like free delivery and mm. I've clearly I've been ordering like 3 times a week. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm working from home. I have my daughter who mm-hmm. needs to eat and I don't have enough time sometimes to make ourselves like mm-hmm. our lunch. So I'll do that. But it's not, I don't know. It's just weird. Like I I probably didn't even open one of those apps until, you mm. know, this time that we're at home the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of convenient. Like I really like it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, gosh, my stomach hurts a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm ordering out all the time. and mm. It's not always healthy. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I'm not exercising as frequently as I want to. And mm-hmm. I'm actually, surprisingly enough, for someone who's always been pretty active, I got down on myself for like a month during the pandemic. So I was like, oh, this is bad. Like I'm not, you know, like right before the pandemic, hit, I was, I was um, training for a half marathon, which got canceled, obviously. And then also a marathon, which got canceled. Wow. So I was like on a roll and like that was the last time I ran anything more than... Three miles. Like I had just run like 11 miles right before things Damn. hit the fan. Damn. So I got down on myself for like a month because I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, these events keep me motivated. Mm-hmm. And so when they got canceled, I was like, well, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, who wants to run just to like not have like a medal and like a shirt and like a free beer at the end of it? The- <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I do it for. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, and then I was like, you know what? No, it's okay. I could get back on at any point, right? As, and and I have. I've been trying to do yoga more, trying to you know take care of my back because I have back issues and whatnot. But I'm surprised that I'm not m- freaking out more. And maybe I'm gonna freak out after this episode because I've talked a lot about it now. Where I'm like, wait, mm. why am I not exercising? Mm.
1: Um, but yeah. yeah, it's also hard to do stuff like run or like do yoga when like we're on the verge of like societal collapse. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's like, okay, yeah. Like, all right, everything's cool. I'm just going to go run around the block. Like, no, yeah. There's just too much. Yeah. And you know, I think as people who are more like empathic, you know, I, I definitely feel like I've picked up, you know, it's hard to I don't know I pick up a lot of that energy Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. hard to be like okay and I think yeah that's where self-care that's where that indulgent you know shame comes in of like okay like who like I also the self-care of like taking a break from news yes I have to tell clients to do that all the time Right. And if they feel so much shame. Um, Well,
0: because I think we're also I think we're also um, I think what the messages we get is that we have to always be informed, like Mm -hmm. stay informed. Right. And Mm -hmm. so people get like this panic when you're not informed or, you know, like I'm not going to watch the debates anymore like that was so not self-care <laughs> yeah I mean I was yelling at it like it was a it was like a sport a sport or like mm. you know I it was just so ridiculous to watch and I was like I'm not even on the fence about this like why am I even yeah. watching this and my daughter was watching it and she was getting upset and I'm like this is self-care is mm. I'm not gonna watch him anymore I don't need to hear a lot of you right know, yeah I there's it was just kind of frustrating. But yeah, even being able to shut that off and know that that's a form of self-care and there's nothing wrong because you're not going to watch this very important, very important debate. Especially if you already have, a, you know, a side, a place, you know, you already know where you stand with these issues and who you're going to vote with, like vote for. It. I think it's very, it was very enraging for me to watch it. Mm. It was really frustrating. Right.
1: Um. Yeah. I. I honestly, I didn't watch it because I just, yeah, I didn't feel like I, I actually had a client at that time anyway. So mm-hmm. I, you know, was sitting with a client when it was going on. And then afterwards, like I wasn't going to tune in. And yeah. after I had just, cause I also had like three clients that day or something yeah, like, you know, uh, or that evening rather after working all day. So mm-hmm. I was like, I, I don't have the capacity to take in this situation mm-hmm. and, I think, you know, that's something that I, I've had to grapple with, like, ongoing as a therapist is, like, what's my role and how can I mm. contribute to change? And I think this is something that, like, especially with, like, guests we have coming up will be an ongoing conversation because, you know, I, it doesn't mean that I'm, like, checking out and saying, like, well, that's not my problem. no. Right. But I have to find for myself like what that balance is between like being informed and engaged in activism outside of the therapy room and then yeah. still having to show up for the therapy yeah. sessions and being able to be present for my clients, you know, having that emotional space.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. No, for sure. I know this week I made it intentional where one day. I wasn't on social media at all. I think I might have jumped on for the podcast for one thing. Um, yeah. But other than that, um, that day I was like, I need to, ch- I need to shut it off. I need uh-huh. to just like shut it off completely. And also I need to like stop following people that are repeating the same message as someone else. Like I only need it one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think that that, that for me is self-care and being able to filter through the duplicate messages that, that either can be Uh, like super triggering and maybe like re-traumatizing depending on what's what's being you know shared in a post Um, but I I think yeah I've been um, definitely thinking about how like this idea of always being informed kind of fuels um, like this uh, yeah just this idea that if you're not informed or you're you know whether it's politics or whatever else it is that you're not like what are you even doing and it's mm-hmm. like well no like you don't have to know everything and it's okay like how many people sometimes like i think about how sometimes people want to like uh be so connected to others and know everything that they they're not even willing to say like i don't know like i don't know yeah. what anime this anime is right i could pretend to be informed but like i don't know but this mm. is this, this is interesting i'm yeah. you know I'm, i'll probably watch it and hopefully not you know I don't know how many episodes this is or whatever. Like, is it like a series?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Only one season's come out so far, but there's like 20 something like books. Oh,
0: interesting. Okay. So they're going to, they're going to keep going. Yeah. Um, Hopefully. But yeah, just this idea of being able to say that you don't know something. That's okay. It's okay not to know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and I think too, like just, it's okay to, to ask questions. And, like, want to have a conversation about it. I mean, there are certain things that are, like, non-negotiables, right? Mm -hmm. That's, like, evident. Like, we can't argue any further. Like, Donald Trump, like, actively supports white supremacy. Like, wouldn't say on TV that he doesn't. Right. Right. You know, and... That was the only time he didn't interrupt. (laughs) sorry, but that, yeah. No, you're right. I know. I've, I've seen that clip. Like I saw the, the highlights, right. Which that one was like the big, the big one. Right. And, you know, that's not a question. There's no questions there, but like, you know, I definitely am always asking my friends about like, okay, you know, what would a, you know, what would change look like? You know, that's a conversation we can, we can engage in right and it's okay to not be sure right
0: yeah 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 or follow the trend right to all it's like be you know being informed is also making sure that you are doing your own research about things and at your own pace and with you know there's the the sources that you trust and you know that are uh reputable but but not necessarily feeling like you know you missed you missed something and so now you can't you're not like I don't know you're not you can't have a conversation with someone because you can't you know i mean that's the whole idea we learn from each other too mm-hmm. so being able to stay curious about about things is good and being able to step away and saying like i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna trip this week if i don't know like what happened when i don't know whatever whatever's going on right it's okay mm-hmm. um for the most part you're not checking out you know mm-hmm. that's not it's not a form of checking out it's a form of maybe taking care of yourself and not necessarily having to be so consumed with information that you know sometimes isn't even accurate so
1: Mm. you know right right and I think as a therapist I do have the responsibility to stay informed to like for the most part right like I need to I can't completely just disengage with it especially because like I have clients who are people of color, you know, who like that statement on Tuesday. Like, I'm not just going to show up and be like, how was your week?
0: Oh, yeah. Being intentional in the room. I think that's so important. Just Mm -hmm. being like, hey, I know, you know, just acknowledge it and see if the client, because I think sometimes clients are, and I don't know, I've had white therapists um, and, you know, something was going on literally next door um, around racism where I was working at, like my therapist has actually like two blocks from where I was working from Um, Mm. and so I would go to her during lunch and there was clearly things going on and I think she was I don't know if she was super like just trying not to like I don't know what it was about but just even having her acknowledge that something was going on two blocks away Mm. and would have been nice Mm -hmm. right to start it as opposed like how are you I'm Mm -hmm. like well, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I wouldn't, I wouldn't say what really was going on with me because I'm like, well, clearly she just, she's so not curious or mm-hmm. she's actually, you know, I don't know. So, so I think it is important to call out when things are happening and allow the client to want to engage or not. Maybe they don't want to engage, but at least she
1: didn't pretend like it wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so that's where like self-care as a therapist, like, mm-hmm. You know, you have to take care of yourself, and like you have a responsibility to make sure you're doing it in a way that is intentional. Like you were saying earlier, you know, like part of my self care is, like I said, like not necessarily listening to the news every day, you know. And I have a responsibility to to know, you yeah, know, what's going on. Yeah, um, I think as a therapist, like there's this interesting dynamic of being like a professional human my friend said to me once which is really interesting like you know I can't show up in the world and not think about like how my actions my presence impact people and spaces right um like I uh if you know like massage is my self-care like Mm -hmm. I'm not just gonna go somewhere where I know like the workers are being paid and fairly or you know stuff like that um i think as a therapist it's hard to just ignore the part of our work the part of our presence and our being that is so tied fundamentally to social justice
0: mhm mhm i agree that's i'm kind of sitting just with what you're saying just as a i don't know it's 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 nice to hear you say it as a white you know, therapist, woman therapist. Um, because I will say that sometimes now I own I, I think it's important for me to be with a some a therapist that identifies Latinx. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think it would have been really nice to in the past when I was like not necessarily looking for a therapist that looked like me to be just aware mm-hmm. and conscious like racially conscious would have just been nice right like you can you can also be conscious of of race and in con- doing work and I think that would have been really refreshing for me to have worked with someone like that in the, in the past I think now moving forward and who knows maybe I will you know at some point work with a white therapist but Um, there was definitely a shift and that's why I left my last therapist actually. I was like well our time has expired um, because the issues that I want to talk about are not issues that you have even acknowledged. Like Mm. she has never she had never even acknowledged. She never asked about you know my identities my all my identities it was it was an interesting thing and I don't think like she wasn't also a bad person right like I just want to put that out there she wasn't a bad person she wasn't a bad therapist right but she wasn't a good match for me because of what I was dealing with at the time and what I really needed was more of a connection um to to what my reality was and still is right Mm. so yeah yeah
1: right. Like you needed a space to show up fully authentically. Oh, for sure. And
0: I knew that I was like measuring myself too in the conversation. Like, what if I said this, would she, you know, and I Mm. did tell her when I left, I told her, you know, I I'm looking for a therapist of color. And I think that there's some issues around race I'm dealing with. So I'm going to, I'm going to explore that. So she knew why. And she didn't even, she didn't engage in a conversation. She's like, okay, I understand. Mm. And I was like, Oh interesting Mm. like maybe she was just super uncomfortable which is fine but it was like very interesting that she was not uh not more curious about it at least even if I did leave um her practice um Mm. I don't know it was just it was an interesting thing and she did support me in areas that I really needed help in so I think there were some things there but like you said I wasn't able to bring my full self it was like this self was what she can help me with and the other parts of me were really, like, not her area of of comfort, right? Or even uh, an area that she was willing to be uncomfortable in Mm -hmm. because I didn't see her, like, lean into those spaces when I did drop a little nugget of, like, this is... Can you pick it up? Yeah. (laughs) Pick up the nugget.
1: (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Like,
0: I'm dropping something here. I'm testing... Yeah. Whether I can go further and you didn't pick it up. Yeah. So I'm going to then go back. Yeah. So I had to make a choice and it was fine. It was right. really convenient for me to see her because she was only a couple of blocks from my job, but.
1: But she was, <laughs> <in terms of> <laughs> <laughs> she was miles Light away. She was miles years away. For yeah. sure.
0: And that's not, you know, I was like yeah, she's close. Like you said, she's close in proximity, but I'm not getting what I need out yeah. of it. So I'm just kind of wasting this hour to some degree. Right. Um, you know, I got to that point for me um, yeah. as a Latina uh, looking for a connection and a space to have a different kind of conversation.
1: Mm, yeah. And I think that's where like as a therapist, you know, I've, I've only been licensed for three years. So like been in the field for like five or six years. Why are you looking at me like that?
0: Oh, because I'm like, (laughs) me too. Uh, In terms of my, in terms of my license. Yeah. Yeah. When did you get licensed?
1: Uh, August, 2017. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, it's, uh, you know, my program that I was in in grad school was very much oriented towards um, including and understanding how to work with folks from different cultures, backgrounds, races, ethnicities, et cetera. Um, And that work is not over. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes for white therapists, myself included, I've been in that phase of being like, well, I'm not racist, right? Like Mm -hmm. I like, you know, I like to call them like Obama liberals. Like I voted for Obama I'm not racist, right? (laughs) You know, like. Like
0: qualifying themselves. like Right. Well, my brother-in-law's black Mm -hmm. or like, right? Um, Right. I've had people come up to me too and they're like, well, my son was with a Mexican girl (sighs) and I'm like. You're like. Back up. Like, first of all. (laughs) white yeah. woman, get out of my face right now yeah yeah that's that's a really it's a hard thing sometimes when when I've had white folks think they're connecting when really they're just isolating me more yeah
1: yeah and and I've been in that place like I've you know because of my own experiences my own mm-hmm. background I've had a you know I've had a hard time discussing it and it's something that I'm always continuing to work on because mm-hmm. um you know I think fundamentally um, I didn't even really know I was white, like really for a long time. Like, you know, it's not something that white people have to think about. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just everything that like all the media that I was exposed to as a kid, like even though I grew up in a diverse neighborhood, just, uh, you know, everything was centered around what I looked like and who, you know, me. Right. And so I didn't have to think too much about Um, being white. And Mm -hmm. so having to talk about race and how to talk about how to be Mm -hmm. anti-racist was like something really new for me. And, you know, it's something that I'm still continuing to learn about. I mean, I love like, I think even Emma said, you know, your daughter said once that you posted on Instagram that, you know, about being anti-racist. It's not just about being not a racist about being like actively anti-racist yeah
0: I think she said it's um it's 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 not a describing word it's an action word Mm -hmm. that's what she said when we we were having a conversation and I was like come on y'all 11 years old Mm. (laughs) we can get this you know what Mm I mean like if we have an 11 year old being able to think about um racism and anti-racism in this way like We have the capacity. We Mm -hmm. have the capacity. We can. I think there's definitely a choice um, involved sometimes. Um, Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Wow. I didn't even know we were going to talk about this right now. Yeah, but this is
1: where like the self-care is deep, you know, self-care connects to a lot of these deeper things. For sure. And, you know, because self-care is action and inaction, you know, I think it ties to how we are in the world outside of just our own space and our own needs. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's good that we're starting to um, unpack this because, you know, I definitely have talked about how, like, I want this to be a podcast where we're really expanding on these topics and making clear from the beginning, making the intention, like we've talked about, of this being a podcast that isn't just about mental health. It's about, Mm -hmm. like, what mental health is connected to.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's a, um, yeah, leaning into race work, race topics in the mental health, uh, in the therapy room is important. Um, and you know, sometimes I, I mean, I gotta say as a Latina who's like worked with, um, white men and women, um, I feel like I also show up differently in those spaces. Cause I'm like, not sure how they view me, you know? Mm. And like, how am I supposed to like mold myself and, you know, in that space of like trying to be almost like white, Mm. right? Like, I don't know. It's so interesting. And I'm a lot, there is a difference now in the way I show up in the rooms. And I think I have felt um, like, I feel like I know myself more over the last several years. I've been doing a lot of more work around, my you know who i am um ancestrally who Mm. i am racially and really reflecting on moments just from childhood and and uh you know like moments that i was like wait that was wrong or like wait that was wrong Mm. why didn't i see that like Mm. fuck you know Mm -hmm. and so really leaning into that and um digging into that work i was um i do feel like sometimes and there have been times where I have showed up in white spaces um, very like white like the way I talk the way I like say things like I'm very careful about like how I articulate and people being like oh like your English is so good and I'm like
1: <sighs> wow like
0: because I say that I'm born in Mexico right mm-hmm. and they're like oh but your English is so good and I'm like Like you have to leave. You have to leave right right now. You got
1: to rewind. I'm going to give you a redo. Yeah. (laughs) What would you say instead of what you just said?
0: (laughs) And it's, you know, and it's so, um, like in the community that I was working in before going full-time private practice, it was constantly, Mm. it was so, it was so in my face a lot. And, um, microaggressions and things and me being able to not know how to handle it i think then i had yeah. my own shame of like oh, i didn't say anything mm. right and what was coming up for me was like but i still want to belong like mm. i still want to be part of this community and like you know this idea that i made it you know mm. and it was so internalized and then i had to break away from it and even that was the reason why i decided to To leave that job, it was probably the best job I've had, you know, in terms of my professional growth. But -hmm. it was not in terms of um, being, um, showing up for myself and, you know, doing things that aligned with my values. I feel like I'm now more, I don't separate my professional Mm -hmm. self with myself as much in terms of that. Like, it's too hard to just compartmentalize that to me. Mm, Um, you know, and then I'd go home and, you know, I'd like spend the time, you know, spend the weekend with my parents and we'd like banter and like Spanish. Mm -hmm. And like, I was a whole other person. I was Mm. like, you know what? I don't want to keep compartmentalizing myself. Like, why do I have to keep showing up differently? And I, you know, I felt like I had to. Yeah. Um, so anyways, just to kind of say that it's, it's been, it's been interesting to have white clients sometimes because I'm also very conscious of the fact that I'm not, i'm not white and like they want to work with me and like hmm, very interesting like mm-hmm. right and having mm-hmm. my own stuff to work through around that um and being triggered too sometimes with certain things that they say yeah. and i'm like ooh, i know that i'm supposed to become what you want me to become in some way as your therapist but oh no i don't that's that then that wasn't cool mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. even being having you know navigating those spaces has been hard for me
1: too Right. And those are all just like different spaces too, like how you show up and in terms of like I know that there's been a lot of discussion especially this year of like whose role is it to educate. Right? Oh, right. Right. So like when someone commits a microaggression against you, like it, you know, shouldn't be your responsibility to then educate them about it. Um and then, you know, on the flip side, like if white folks are educating other white folks, like should they be paid for it? Like that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and you know, I think the, like discussing race among white people is still like really hard sometimes. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, of just, uh, avoidance, um, which mm-hmm. is interesting. I think like that's something I've navigated with my family. Um, and then my mom actually has like sort of passed me. Like she's <laughs> like, she's recommending books to me now and stuff. And, you know, she's like on the diversity committee at her job yes. and stuff, you know, like That's she's cool. really st- striving to, to do that. And, um, you know, it yeah. also takes a lot of humility. Oh, it's insane amount of humility because it's not, oh, I'm like the thing I've, I've really learn from myself is like that it's not um I also again like it's okay to not know mm-hmm. right it's okay to. it's okay to ask questions in the right context in the right spaces like mm-hmm. when it's appropriate you know to to seek to learn and be okay with the fact that I don't always know
0: yeah yeah I respect that a lot I mean I think that that would be a different conversation that I'd be having with someone than if it was like very much like either avoidance of the conversation altogether or defensiveness or, you know, like white fragility is real. And Mm. so I, I do think that it's important to, to not create a divide just by like race, but like being able to say that we can have a conversation. Let's just be really clear about like how we have that conversation too. Right. I mean, I'm going to, talking about self-care like I'm not going to expose myself to a conversation that's hurtful I'm going to step away from that like that's not productive for me and so you know if you if you truly authentically genuinely want to raise your own racial consciousness uh, yeah let's have that conversation but I also get to say like this is where my this is my Mm -hmm. capacity to talk about it and I think you know like you can you can find you can do your own work or you can talk to your white peeps and like have a dialogue around it where it doesn't it doesn't come at the expense of someone having to be educated you know uh, not just Um, someone a person of color uh having to explain and educate and like yeah I think that's really hard so like props to all my folks of color out there like doing some of this race work that's heavy right um we're gonna have a guest uh coming up soon um um who's gonna who's pretty much in it all the time she's a a black queer woman who's always talking about race with a lot of white people and Mm -hmm. not always the white people that want to be in those spaces mm -hmm. right and i think that's so challenging and and she's you know she's amazing and she's um She's doing this really hard work, and so for her, sometimes I'm like, "How do you take care of yourself now?" Like, or "Don't worry, we, I got you now." Like, you know, mm. uh, I've talked to you about some things that she's going through, and being like, "We need to step in because mm-hmm. she's always in this work, mm-hmm. professionally, and she's she's a black woman,
1: right?" So, so there. <laughs> it's not like you know, she logs out of the Zoom meeting and it's like, "Cool, I'm gonna just go back to."
0: <laughs> no, she's always there. So I think it is. It's yeah. it's it's important. Um, to do, at, you know, so to make sure we're, that there's intentionality with self-care, mm-hmm. um, especially, um, you know, considering the work, um, yeah. In the, in the, in the spaces that we're in. Yeah. As people of color. Yeah. Me.
1: So I think it's really cool that we started this conversation about self-care. <laughs> it just unraveled like, about race. Like You thought you were just going to hear us talking about getting our nails done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know some people are like what is happening <laughs> oh
1: it's happening we're it's having happening. A com- an
0: uncomfortable conversation about race I'm and coming to you live from i know this
1: waiting room this is what this waiting room's about
0: yeah no i appreciate this conversation and i also have now learned about doro hedoro
1: Dorohedoro, doro. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's. I mean, that's how it was told to me to say it. I, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I want to say it. See, you know, like speaking about like how I say words that look like they should be said in Spanish. Yeah,
1: dorohedoro. Que doro. Doro doro. <laughs> doro que doro. That's yeah. how I would say it. Yeah, yeah. that's how yeah. I see it. That sounds. Yeah, it like sounds right? that sounds right. I like how that sounds. I don't know. I mean, it <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> I support however you pronounce it.
0: Yeah. You want to get some panera after this?
1: Oh, yeah. Panera. <laughs> I, like. I think there's a one across the street, isn't there? <laughs> no, I think you're dreaming.
0: Oh, well, maybe I've just been wanting some panera. No, you're right.
1: Actually, there is. Yeah, there I is, like,
0: right? I like, yeah. I like. Made me look crazy on this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Live. <laughs> So, um, do we want to give a shout out? Before
0: yeah, we yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So actually, um, earlier in the month of September, I noticed that there was a new Instagram that was, that came out, um, and the Instagram is she se puede. It's a, it's only like, I think it's only through Instagram, but uh, it aims to empower Latinas, and um, it was founded by uh, 10 Latina leaders, including uh, Eva Longoria, um, and Whoa. she, yeah, yeah, um, I think, uh, esta, um, what is her name? Um, I'm, oh, esta America Ferrera is also a part of that founding group, and, you know, other Latinas, and they, I don't know, like, the a huge detail on them but when i found them like they came across because i follow um instagram called latinx therapy and they are partnering with she se puede Mm. which is really cool and so i looked it up and followed um followed them but i think it's a really cool platform where you know they're really supporting latinas and right now really talking about the importance of voting um and the latina vote Mm. and Mm. bringing up um even um talking about statistics around like Latina entrepreneurs and just like really cool empowering Instagram. So follow them. Um, they're at, uh, she se puede.
1: there's a underscore. Oh, that's right. It's at
0: she underscore se puede. Yeah. Um, so it's a digital it's I think it's intended to be all, all through Instagram and, um, through social media. So I don't know. That's what I know about them. I've been following them. I love their posts and then they also do, um, they have like live events on Instagram with really dope people. Um, Dolores Huerta proudly follows. Uh, <laughs> she se puede, so super cool. And um, yeah, that's that's my shout out. That's my shout out for our Latinas out there, which is interesting because we kind of touched on on race and talking about. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think we were gonna go there, but it kind of ties in. It does. It ties in. So super cool. Go follow. Go follow them and. Um, Just see all the cool things they're doing and how they're empowering um, women, Latina women.
1: It's awesome. Well, I'm really honored to have engaged in this conversation with you. So,
0: yeah, thanks for being here with me. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Thanks for being uncomfortable with me. Mm. (laughs) Got to say, I mean, I, I, I. I was a little uncomfortable, a little, you know, just kind of measuring my words even in this space sometimes. But mm. but no, I, le- I think it was a genu- it was definitely a genuine conversation for me. And um, I appreciate having these conversations, especially when I feel like I'm being celebrated for my voice and like what I have to say around it. And, and your true and genuine like willingness to to be here with me and listening. I think that feels really validating for me. So thank you. I appreciate you a lot.
1: With love. With
0: love. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this conversation. If you like what you heard, follow us on Instagram at I feel you pod. That's the letter U. Or you can email us at hello at IFeelYouPod.com. Again, that's the letter U.
1: The music on I Feel You is from Thanks. You can find them on SoundCloud at THNX or Instagram at THNX Music. See you next time. Bye. Bye.